0: In this episode, we talk about the supplement creatine. Uh, it's sort of made a reemergence in terms of popularity as of late uh, for its neural benefits uh, on top of its performance benefits. So uh, Stephen and Jeff and I talk through that stuff and, and try to update people on kind of what we know now and some of the nuance with creatine. If you follow us on Instagram, you might have seen uh, the posts that have been done over the last couple of months. We talk about them in this podcast podcast called What's Up Wednesdays. Supplementation is something that we talk about a lot inside the gym, but we've just sort of started talking about it a little bit more on the podcast and through our social media. If you've caught any of those posts, each week you're going to hear a little something different about the supplements that we recommend and the reasons why. For a little bit more information on supplementation, specifically targeted supplementation, you might go to rdfguides.com. When you get there, you can download our six steps to optimal health for free. That is... RDFguides.com, download the Six Steps to Optimal Health. Welcome to Iron Sights. This podcast candidly seeks to create opportunities and deliver impact by sharing the experiences and wisdom of successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders who unapologetically aim to win in health, fitness, business, and life. I'm your host, Scott Howell. Welcome to Old School Meets New School. Tradition meets innovation and imperfection meets excellence. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Oh, is that a
1: Jocko popping?
0: This is Jocko popping. <sighs> Let get my uh, increased focus, my balanced energy, and my memory support. This thing has zero all of those crash. in it. Zero crash. All in the can. It's all right there in the can.
2: Oh, and it's keto friendly. How much keto is in this? Oh, we should that's talk a, about keto.
0: We should talk about keto sometime, but not yeah. today. I don't want to talk about keto today. It's boring. Yeah. Uh, what I do want to talk about though is what has it been about? It's been a couple months since Steven started the what's up Wednesdays on our Instagram. And man, that's generated a lot of um, a lot of questions, which is cool. It's a good way to answer them. And just to kind of preface this conversation as we're getting into supplements and I want to talk about creatine. Uh, because this thing's been around forever. And speaking mm-hmm. of maybe being bored or whatever, it got a little boring there for a while, but there's some new recent research, I think, that has has come up. We'll come back to the creatine, but the whole what's up Wednesday post, it's interesting because it's given us a when we look at our our framework, our pillars that we when we're coaching people through nutrition and lifestyle specifically, we talk about it on the show all the time, our eat squared plus e and, and that T in the Eat Squared. Uh, being specific to the type of diet people are on, and I and I changed it a, a, a while back from targeted supplementation to type of diet because when I got to the targeted supplementation part, that's all anybody wanted to fucking talk about. Like they didn't want to yeah. talk about like the the or eating proper calories, you know, the right amount of calories. and the, yeah, macro micronutrients. That shit sucks, man. What do you mean? Like I, I should stop drinking so much alcohol and try to get better sleep and you know, get away from the screens at night and shit like that. No, no, no. Tell me what the supplements are. Yeah, like, those what are you are doing, lines. dude? Like, yeah, what what are you kind doing? of
2: shortcuts are we talking about? Uh, right? Crazy. Can
0: we talk about those? Yeah, yeah that stuff. Uh, also, you know, just the, like the willingness to spend money on pills and powders in order to maybe find a shortcut or the easy button or like the, the, the solution for that matter. So I love the What's Up Wednesdays because they're starting to like generate some conversation that I always like to have, I just got away from because you you, you got to get away from that for a second. We need to talk about, that's why it changed to the type of diet because the type of diet being like, what are you subscribing to? Um, Are you subscribing to like keto, right? Or are you subscribing to carnivore? No. Is it Whole30? Are we talking, you know, the different methodologies like, you know, are you intermittent fasting, restricted feeding times, you know? What diet tribe are you God a part of? damn, it would just... Yeah, there was just so many things I th- felt like we needed to get our arms around for people to understand what they were doing and how that was impacting all the other things. We we ultimately have to talk about supplementation, but I had to take it out of the acronym, you know, as a pillar yeah. for a while because it just seemed to be like that's the one everybody wanted to, you know, that was like the, uh, the base that everybody wanted to base everything on. Was like, well, I'm taking my taking my supplements, yeah. But you're f- anyways. So <laughs> good, let's so I'll, let's talk about creatine today. Um, it's kind of been a a, a big it's kind of made a reemergence in terms of popularity. Um, Which is funny. It, it is a little yeah, funny.
2: We, we were talking about that uh, just the other day. Yeah, it's, it's funny how things cycle back around something that if you've been around this industry for a long time, you're like, Oh, creatine. It's like full circle. It's, it's
0: like water. Yeah. But, <laughs> no. it, 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 every time it comes up, there are some common questions that come up with it. Um, but just to kind of preface this thing, I mean, creatine from like a performance supplement perspective is one of the most studied things that's ever been yep. studied. Cree, uh, caffeine being like one of those other ones. There's a lot of, of research data, substantiated data and research now that it's really hard to argue. Uh, you know, initially there were a lot of claims and then, you know, with those claims come people come the people that are always trying to make their specialized formulas. Mm-hmm. My creatine's better than yours. Mm-hmm. And we're past all that now, I think, but the consumers may not have maybe caught up with all that. From, from an industry perspective, I think everybody's like creatine is creatine. But it's pretty. It could be pretty valuable and pretty beneficial. And so when we look at like the people that we help, like going back to that E Square plus E, uh, whether your your focus is aesthetics, you know, and just looking better naked and looking good, uh, or it's performance for whatever that happens to be a hobby, a sport, you know, profession, whatever, or just health and longevity, creatine fits in, uh, and everybody can benefit by it. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to talk about, uh, as, as, uh, again, as overstated as creatine has been for so long, I kind of wanted to just talk about it, maybe not talk about it ever again. So (laughs) let's knock it out. Go ahead. Yeah. Give it, give it one last go. Um,
2: I think it's important because I think people have questions still. So, well, yeah. And I think, uh, when, you when you say, uh, overstated, I think that could be You know, maybe from the perspective, like I said, of somebody who's been in this industry for a long time, it's like, well, yeah, of course, creatine. Yeah, it's like, that's old news. Um, But it seems like it's reaching a uh, more of the mainstream now and more people who, um, you know, are not as familiar with creatine are now kind of are now posing the questions. And that's what we're seeing on the WhatsApp Wednesday posts. Um, We had discussed the other day and I saw some of the comments, um, particularly like mothers uh who are mm-hmm. you know concerned that their teenage son is taking creatine for high school football or you know whatever the case is is this safe for my son you know how you know how's this going to affect him etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: you know what i find funny about that and this didn't really get brought up in that little discussion we were having they'll they'll come to instagram to post that but if you ask them like what are they eating what is your kid eating for breakfast what mm-hmm. time do they go to bed at night you know like oh, yeah. <laughs> talk about all the other things they're like oh no it's that's that's fine. But the thing that they're the most concerned about is the creatine. Yeah. Right? You know, the creatine that the five grams yeah. of creatine the kids taking today. Yeah, yeah. What well, the kid
2: picked up at GNC versus the fruit loops you're serving yeah, him for it's, breakfast. It's and he's, you know, playing Call of Duty until one in the morning. You yeah. know,
0: oh, but but look, hey, I'm a parent, so I get it. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously the the supplement industry doesn't have a really great name when it comes to, you know, selling officious and effective things to people. And as a parent, I want to know. You know, I want to make sure my kids not get anything that's dangerous. I get that. I'm just saying, uh, there's probably some other things you could be focusing on. The creatine's fine. Well, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, let's talk about creatine.
2: Uh, well, I mean, as far as who can take creatine, man, woman, I would say from teenage all the way to elderly, yep. and especially elderly. And I think in addition to um, that teenage population, um, an emerging group uh, that. Should be paying more attention to creatine consumption is seniors is uh, you know adults men and women uh, over
0: fifty. So this is the interesting part, and I think that's the reemergence that we're seeing right now. It's being talked about at a different level. Two different people, obviously, that drives conversation, that drives marketing, um, that drives sales. So I think that's what we're seeing we're seeing more of it. But yes, this this whole new sort of market that's out there. I don't want to say it's new, just this emerging market of, of who's, who's it's being marketed to is interesting. I think we start there when we kind of work our way backwards in terms of, you know, what it does. So why would somebody that's advancing in age or even a senior want to be taking what was always considered more of a, like a performance supplement? Yeah. For, for Jim bros, uh, you know, trying to get, trying to get huge. Yeah. It's for gains, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gains train. Um, uh, someone who is aging, um, a major factor in quality of life as we age is the ability to maintain muscle mass. Uh, the more muscle mass you're able to maintain, the more mobility you're going to continue to have, the more independence you're going to continue to have, uh, the more ability to continue pursuing you know, hobbies that you enjoy. For example, just uh, a, a an old customer of mine, he was an avid golfer. He was a golf instructor, a guy probably in his late sixties, seventies, in general, a pretty vibrant guy. Um, but he was, he was still very concerned with his ability to go play 18 holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I introduced creatine to him and he was a little bit oh, creatine, "Uh, creatine. is that something that, you know, someone of my age should be taking? And I said, yeah, that's, that's exactly who should be taking this. This is going to keep you out on the links and keep you doing the things that you enjoy for a longer period of
0: time. Yeah. So that's originally how it was, you know, was sold, right? It's like creatine. It's going to help you with your gains. It's going to help you volume my cells. It's going to give you a little bit more uh, energy. It's going to help you recover faster. When I said give you energy, like in mid workout in, in mid rep, like you may be able to, Cellularly. to yeah, dig a little deeper. Yeah. A couple from, more reps. Yeah. Up. From an energy pathway. So let's, I mean, maybe we, without boring people, we just kind of talk about how it works. Uh, muscularly, and then we can talk about how it works, like neurologically. Yeah, the mental aspect, cognitive aspect. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's definitely an uh, the the cognitive aspect, definitely
0: a benefit for
2: those who are aging as well. But as far as like the mechanism of action, how creatine works, essentially, uh, creatine works by boosting ATP. So ATP is basically the energy currency of your cells. It's produced by mitochondria. You know, if you remember from freshman year biology, the powerhouse of the cell right, right, totally. uh, mitochondria um, and the chlorophyll.
1: <laughs> and yeah.
2: the chlorophyll. Like <laughs> <I was like laughs> uh, so yeah, ATP basically powers all, all metabolic functions, uh, all of your bodily functions um it's kind of the 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 gasoline that makes you
0: makes your body go but what about the gains Stephen like what about the gains because that's that's why people were taking creatine yeah. yeah so in terms of
2: where the gains aspect comes in um when you're uh, performing high intensity exercise ATP is going to be depleted much faster uh, where creatine comes in is it basically um, beyond uh, a basically a 10 second burst of um uh of uh, exercise performance beyond that ten seconds your creatine usually is depleted and or your ATP is usually depleted creatine comes in and provides kind of like a, I call it like a nos button like Fast and the Furious it's a really good hey, way you hit at, that yeah. nos button uh when you're starting to kind of peter out and you get an extra extra burst. Two to five seconds, which is going to, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Jeff, a couple more reps, a little bit more volume, more volume you put in, more stimulus, so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, and so Yeah, the 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 energy pathways. We've talked about energy systems and energy pathways here. You're talking specifically about the anaerobic system, so like a sprint or your set of ten to fifteen Creatine or eight phosphates. Yeah, your set of eight to 15 or 8 to 12 repetitions, whatever, you're burning through this, this energy system. And that ATP, when, as it's burned, turns into, it loses a phosphate, it turns into ADP or adenosine tri, uh, diphosphate from adenosine triphosphate. And that creatine phosphate system, specifically what your body has not, and what it can, what it can, u- what it can produce, what it can utilize and then what it can ultimately transport and make happen
1: metabolically? It's a faster recycle, basically. Yeah,
0: it can exactly. Mm-hmm. It can make those dyes back into tries a little, a little, mm-hmm. little quicker, uh, in some cases. And that's relative um, to who you are, what your training age is, you know, the the intensity of exercise. Lots of variables go into that. But at the end of the day, we know there can be a, a, a fairly uh, significant performance increase mm-hmm. to help during, let's just say, intra-set, intra-rep, yep. intra-sprint. And also on the recovery end or the back yep. end of that. An interesting part about that is, is the whole process yields um, uh, some water, right? In the process, mm-hmm. right? So it actually creates, you know, in the burning of this process, there's there's basically cell volumization that's happening there, deep in in the in the muscle cell, and so you retain, you may be retaining a little bit more fluid in the muscle cell. That's not subcutaneous water. Yeah. That's not bloat water. However, we can talk to, about bloat you and creatine left. here yeah. in a second, yeah. but in intracellularly, that's going to make you, your cells more volumized, your muscle cells more volumized and might, might put on a couple of pounds. You know, you might put on a little bit of muscular density just through that food retention in and of itself on top of the, uh, the, the performance benefit that you're getting. And then obviously with more fluid, that more and, and a little bit better circulation, processing nutrients in and processing nutrients out that um, that whole process can be beneficial for muscle building, strength building, and uh, even endurance. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean that's, that, that's the science lesson behind it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the, to keep yeah, mu- yeah. The muscle cell
2: hydration that stimulates growth signals in itself. So yeah, in addition to helping you do more work, creatine can also help reduce protein breakdown. It can also... Uh, stimulate growth in and of itself, satellite muscle cell, signaling
0: all kinds of fancy. Sounds nice amazing, right? That. I mean, it's like fucking magic this is what we're talking about. So like, why wouldn't I want to be on creatine? Um, so let's talk about some of the the... I don't know, maybe the side effects or some of the downsides that people have experienced.
1: And also early protocols versus protocols. Now. Sure, like yeah, and maybe why and some of that, that was yeah. happening. Yeah, it's okay. a
0: really good point because how we were instructed to <laughs> originally take it. Let's go through a little bit of that history so people who haven't been made aware are now aware and those people that remember this can maybe get a little bit of insight as to why and how not to do it if they're trying to maybe reintroduce creatine into their to their program it's funny that, that, uh,
2: this came up literally for me yesterday. I was, uh, I was getting my haircut and, uh, my, uh, my barber, he knows what I do. And he asked me, he's a fit guy himself. He asked me questions about nutrition, about supplementation. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, creatine. Um, you know, what do you think about creatine? Uh, and he's maybe 25. He's like, yeah, so I'm going through a loading protocol right now. Um, how about that loading protocol? <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, how about that loading protocol? Sounds rough. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the, the loading phase, I know when I first started taking creatine, this was maybe, yeah, 15 years ago. It was, you know, you got to load it. You got to take
0: 20, 20 grams, grams a day, yeah. you
2: know, 20 grams for a week in order to reach, you know, muscle saturation. Um, my barber, he was telling me, uh, he was taking 10 grams, which I was like, okay, I mean, you can get away with that. Um, but the bottom line is it's just it's not necessary for the vast majority of people the loading phase is not necessary your body is producing creatine all the time and you're also consuming creatine if you're consuming animal protein
0: on a regular basis if all you vegans if, out there yeah that's uh, creatine can be very very um, very very beneficial for you if you're okay eating an animal derived product
2: right. yeah it's, uh yeah i mean if if you are following some type of plant based uh, diet then a loading phase could potentially uh, be beneficial for you because your uh, muscle saturation of creatine might be Maybe lower. Depleted, yep. um, but for, uh, you know, uh, most people who are consuming animal protein, that, that 20 grams is, is just going to give you uh the wicked mud butt. It's just yes.
0: uh, more or less. <laughs> yeah. So let's go let's go back to the bloat thing. I mentioned the bloating, like yeah. cell volumization versus bloating. Yeah, you get too much of that in the in the gut, man. It will it disrupt that gut biota in a bad way. And that's what was happening to so many people when and creatine was coming in all kinds of products there for a while, right? Because I mean it's fucking magic. So put it into proteins, put it into your recovery drinks, put it into your ready-to-drinks and everything else. By the time you know, you've done all that in your in your day, knowingly or not knowingly. You've onboarded 20 grams of exactly like fast acting liquid, mm-hmm. and it just what it does. It takes a lot of water to process the creatine in the digestive system, and it so that your body's drawing it's pull in water. water to your intestines. And yeah, so mm-hmm. guess what? Yeah, it's it's going to be probably pretty uncomfortable for you, and. Even you know still still when you're putting that in there that that does give the the body some you know body's bacteria something to work on or feed on and it could for some people it could produce gas depending on how their you know their um, their digestive system is operating let's just put it that way because we know that can vary vastly from person to person but you generally if you're taking a recommended dosage which it, to my my knowledge, it's still about five grams a day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah I mean, for a long time there they had dialed it back like yeah, we don't need to load anymore. We got past that point and then it should be between like five to seven or maybe five to eight grams a day um, in supplementation, right not in, not including what your body's producing what you may be getting from from animal protein. So anyhow, yeah, that was the kind of the back end on the loading thing. you don't so bottom line you don't
2: need to load. It's really not necessary no it's it's gonna yeah it's gonna cause more digestive discomfort than anything. Um, and yeah, as far as, uh, people who might be a little, we can talk about this, uh, a little bit more in depth, the different forms of creatine, um, and how some people do have, uh, digestive reactions to creatine monohydrate. There are certain individuals where they might want to try a different form of creatine, even if they're taking five grams a day, still bothers their stomach, still gives them diarrhea, uh, still causes uh, bloating or discomfort. Uh, So that's where maybe some different forms of creatine can come in and, and potentially be of of benefit.
0: So let's, let's swing back for a second and and get beyond the benefits of say muscle maintaining muscle mass and, or building strength and muscle. Uh, we, we know that those benefits are there and it's, in their, their market. So there's no, there's no real arguing or debating that, that, that much anymore. Some people want to, but it's pretty much there. Let's, let's, let's talk about this neurological benefit, uh, piece, uh, because I think that's really, that's really important. And as you're, as we're transitioning into this, I think it's also, it's probably fair to, um, to say like, if you are in better shape, you have more muscle mass, you are more active, you are, uh, you have... The ability to go out, be social, be independent, take care of yourself. Neurologically, you'll probably be in a much better healthier position. Yeah, general. you'll probably be healthier. Yeah, health, health, healthy body, healthy mind, kind of thing. But let's let's talk about some of the science behind the um behind the neural stuff.
2: Yeah, I think that that's the area that I think is is getting uh, more fresh attention now, um, and it it boils down to basically uh, 95% of, of phosphocreatine the stored form of creatine is going to be stored, uh, by your muscles. And the other 5% is stored by your brain. Your brain uses a gang of ATP. It's very energy hungry. Um, and if your brain is not getting adequate ATP, it's not going to work as well. Um, so your brain, uh, benefits from uh, creatine supplementation in that you, you get that that NOS button for your brain in addition to your muscles. So uh,
0: that that's essentially how it's going to serve uh, neurological benefits. Yeah. So as we're kind of circling this all the way back, talk about the triangle awareness there, the performance, longevity, and aesthetics. And we've talked on this show and sort of introduced this concept of, hey, when you're supplementing, think about these three things, this triad that's been is so important in function, performance, and longevity, that being uh, the gut, brain, and liver triad, you know, and how all those things operate together. And so we're hitting the brain piece with the creatine, but you're also doing it through helping maintain that muscle mass and get you through your workouts and help you recover, which is all beneficial, all right, mm-hmm. obviously for brain health and then, you know, for total health and wellness. So, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, when we swim, if we're going to recommend a supplement that's what we're, that's, those are going to be our, 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 basis for how we're, how we're making a recommendation, right? Does it serve one of those areas? Yeah. Well, first off, what's your goal? Why are we doing this? And then secondly is like, is it supporting that, that gut brain liver triad in some way? And if so, how, and is there a chance that this could be messing something up for you if you're going to take this particular thing? I think it's a really good way for people to to wrap their heads around, you know, supplementing and particularly targeted supplementation. Yeah. So these, these neural benefits are cool. And and again, it's being a little bit more recognized. And so when you're looking at it, it's like, okay, so when should I take creatine? Right? Like when, when should I be taking it? I think is the next thing. Uh, do I take it on workout days? Do I take it in my recovery shake? You know, when do, when do I put it in? What's the, I mean, I can tell you what I think, but I'm curious to know what you think.
2: Well, I mean, you can take creatine at, at different times um, in terms of workout days versus non-workout days, both both workout days and uh, non-workout days. Um, For me personally, and what I typically recommend uh, before you're working out, take it before you're working out because you're going to see acute benefits during your workout. Um, It can serve uh, recovery purposes as well. You can take creatine post-workout as well, uh, but I think it's going to be more beneficial uh, to improve your workout right then and there by taking it beforehand and preferably taking it with some form of simple carbohydrate. Um, that's going to help trigger an insulin uh, response that's going to improve the uptake of the creatine. So if there's any time to drink a sugary ass Gatorade or pineapple juice or something like that, before your, before your workout with creatine would be a good time. And then that, that, uh, you know, that insulin spike, that glucose spike is going to be put to use versus
0: just hanging on as body fat. Yeah. So a couple takeaways. One is you got to you know, you should have it in your system all the time. This is something you want on every day. It's not something you do just on workout days. So you know, a lot of people that take pre-workouts are finding creatine in their pre-workouts or they only use, you know, their pre-work shake that has some pre-workout or stim or maybe it's non-stim, some adaptogen, nootropic type blend with protein and some simple carbs and, you know, maybe some other cell volumizers, if you will. Uh, nitrix type pro a uh, product or whatever. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. Uh, that's where they're going to get their creatine. So if they're not working out, they're not taking their creatine. So it's not getting in there. Um, that can be problematic. Uh, cause if, again, if you're not, you, you should have it in there all day, just like your vitamin D or any, any other sort of essential. Um, so for me, you know, when I think about taking it, it timing's not really like a factor. It's just, I just need to get it in. Mm-hmm. And so when is the most likely time I'm going to do it? Like in what, and the most consistent way that I can get it in. And so I have a daily ritual, like every day, at least at one point, And sometimes it's after workout and sometimes it's it's earlier in the day. I, on occasion, I'll actually start my day this way. I have some type of a shake to because mm-hmm. I need to boost my protein intake. I've, you know, like a lot of people, I struggle to get, meet my protein need on a daily basis through food. Uh, so I'm going to supplement. I have, you know, a shake that I call a protein shake, but it's got a lot of things in it mm-hmm. because it's ritualized. I'm like, well, all the things that I need to get that would be hard to get. Otherwise this is a really good time for me to get it. So that's where my greens go. That's where my, you know, my extra greens, cause I eat a lot of meat. Right. And, and I just want to make sure I'm, and I eat vegetables and I eat fruit too, but I eat a lot of meat. So, um, when you're doing that, you you don't necessarily have room for all the servings and stuff. So I just this is kind of my insurance, but that also comes with my nootropics. It comes with my adaptogens. Um that's when I'm taking my uh every day, like I, I don't I do not have a problem taking my like essential capsules and 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 uh gels and those kind of things. That's not an issue, but that usually goes in at the same time that's I'm drinking that, this. Yeah. The point of that is is that's where my creatine's going. I just know I'm gonna get it. And I take that every day regardless of whether I'm working out or not. Uh, so ritualizing it and getting it in there somehow, I think, is important rather than worrying about, you know, is it five minutes that before the workout? To, yeah. Is it forty five minutes after? Where's my quote unquote anabolic window here? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah it, all that bullshit. Yeah, I think gen- in
2: in general, that's a question that gets asked often. Do I take it with food? What time? How and that can serve to overcomplicate things. What I always recommend is whatever way is going to get it into your mouth most consistently. Yep. Um, uh, that's first and
0: foremost versus uh, some sort of optimal timing. Yeah. You can always window. tweak
1: down the line. Yeah. You, know you, know you figure it out. Yeah. yeah.
0: But just whatever getting it in remember. is important. Yeah. Getting in it's and you know, it's usually mine's flavorless. Like it just, yeah. it's just an extra little scoop, five gram scoop that goes into all the other stuff that's going in, behind the frozen fruit and hardly notice yeah it, exact it's not gritty it's not again it's oh, it flavorless to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it used oh, to God. used to be crazy that was probably part of the whole the worst. gut gut issue yeah. thing when i when it first came out i mean it was it was it was rough, rough. but who knows what else was actually in there it yeah. smelled Don't bad know. too <laughs> it Holy. smelled three rat turds per ounce yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um go, let's talk about the different forms cuz you brought that up and and uh people will see it in different forms and is that mm. even important man
2: uh, I mean, it's, it's a case by case basis. I, I would say generally speaking, creatine monohydrate is going to be the way to go for the vast majority of people. You're going to get, it's much more cost effective. You're going to get much more bang for your buck and you're going to get all of the benefits. Um, there are, uh, like I had mentioned, there are individuals that creatine monohydrate just bothers their stomach. Um, I think you had mentioned this in the past, Jeff. I overheard you saying that it just bothers your stomach in general, even if you're just taking any of it. Yeah. Yeah, Even if you're just taking a, uh, you know, the, the standard five gram dose. Um, so the different forms, they, their claims, they all boast it's better. It's better absorbability and less digestive upset. Um, so that's your, uh, that's your creatine hydrochloride that's your cre alkaline or, or ph quote unquote ph corrected uh ph corrected creatine um there's one uh called uh, magna power uh that's, this sounds uh, interesting i don't know about this one magna power magna power yeah. um, I'm gonna, <laughs> let me say that one magna power yeah, man. uh that, that's uh i believe it's uh uh, like a magnesium creatine chelate something okay. like that um but yeah it, it's uh, creatine if it's, ke- if it's bo- chelated dude it's, it's yeah the, yeah there's extra ch- chelation there so as it, you know it's good um but the the bottom line is that they all claim <laughs> to be more you know more absorbable your intestines absorb them more effectively more efficiently so on and so forth um bottom line these forms are going to cost about twice as much and they're not going to provide twice the benefit. Gotcha. Um, but when I would recommend them or when I have recommended them in the past is people who are just like yeah, monohydrate, just,
0: Gives me the, gives me the Hershey squirts, man. I can't, I can't. Yeah, no, like, yeah. So that's usually the the chief complaint. I'm curious, Jeff, is that the same issue with you? And so, did, you, yeah, did you try like
1: so I did the dosing loading. it at different? So I did the loading phase and all of that. And then I tried to pull back off of that and just make it like, it was like a daily shake. And I was going through, uh, I forget the name of them at the time, but they were like the marketing masters of supplements. Okay. And uh, it was like, you, you'd buy this stack, this all, you know, all this, all this stuff. Bottom line is like, I my gut was bloated by the time you got all that stuff. Just, in I you. just couldn't breathe, like, I couldn't brace my core, right. everything felt like ass. So, I tried the uh hydrochloric, and uh, that one was a little better, a little easier, but still, I had just like honestly, gut. Um, it wasn't as bloating, but it just it was irritated yeah, in a sure. different way, and um. I did feel a little bit of uh, an increase in my lifting, but the digestive issues for me just didn't, it it outweighed, you know?
0: Yeah, so that's actually a good point. So, um, it, it could be different for different people, right? And so, there, there's these other forms out there. If the typical monohydrate seems to be bothering you, maybe you try these other forms. But I, I don't find that to be typical for most people. For most, uh, it's not. Yeah, for most, it's not. So... And what you're saying, Jeff, is it doesn't really matter what it is, my body doesn't like it. So yeah, it just is what it is. Just is, is what it
1: is for me, gotcha. That's why I just eat a lot of red meat.
0: <clears throat> but you yeah, so that's the other way is like, yeah, if you're eating a lot of red meat, it's ch- usually chock-full of creatine. So, um, fatty fish as well. Mm, fatty fish yep. as well. Yeah, which are all things that we've talked about on the show as being important good for, for you in general. Overall health, yeah. Uh, there's going to be haters out there, they're going to be that's wrong. I don't fucking care. Um the <laughs> You're wrong. But you were talking about what you were feeling, like the results. Yeah. So let's talk about like what people may feel once they start taking creatine. And so this could be like, so if you're that more that senior person, it's like, I'm just looking for, for, for mental cognition and, you know, to, and preservation here. Um, we've talked about this, like with adaptogens and nootropics. Do not expect like this epiphany to wake up one day. Like the, what's the movie? Limitless. Limitless. Yeah. Where you can basically see into the future and learn how to, you know, you know, I don't know code and yeah, you play, know, suddenly plays
2: 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. All yeah. those, those memes <laughs> when you have like calculations and formulas yeah. floating around
0: your head, a beautiful mind, a
1: beautiful, yeah, beautiful mind. But, but what, I mean,
0: <laughs> what are some of the general reports that you've heard from clients, you know, when they start taking the creatine about with regard to that, the neural neural piece,
2: uh, it's not going to be again, like you said, it's not going to be super dramatic, but uh, just mental clarity, processing speed, yeah. memory, mm-hmm. mood, Really, all of the things that are associated with better cognitive function in general. Um, Less depressed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Mood elevation, um, you know, uh, fluidity of of speech, and
0: mental clarity. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, yeah. So that's that's relative, right? To yeah, who you are. So they've done studies and
1: multiple times, like every time they'll do a, a double blind study, controlled. And every time, and it's a small percent, but the people that are taking creatine have better uh, what is it, working memory and recall mm-hmm. uh, than the other group.
0: Yeah, so it's it's it, it might be tough for you to to me- to measure it, right? Mm-hmm. But you you know, if you're around your family, you haven't seen them. Or like I, I gotta be honest, like so, so I'm around my dad sometimes, and um, like some days he's just fucking switched on, like he's yeah. super sharp. And other days, I'm like, he seems fatigued. You know, like whatever that maybe he doesn't didn't sleep well, or maybe was out in the shop, you know, longer than he should have been, or whatever. He didn't eat eat right, or whatever. He would be kind of like that's what I would equate it to. Uh, But if I could, if I could uh, control all of those things, you know, what is it? It's like his mind is just sharper. You know, like the the conversations, the jokes, he's witty. You know, he's just on top of shit. And that's kind of what you might recognize in the person that you've now introduced to creatine that doesn't necessarily work out or isn't looking for the gains piece, but is more looking for the mental piece. It's like, you know, do they, do they appear sharper, you know, to you and just kind of more, more alive, you know, more vibrant, you know, and almost kind of see it in their eyes and hear it in their speech and, and and whatever. So that one's a little bit of a tough one to, to measure outside of what you said and like studies like that. It,
1: it, It is hard. And you know, like it's even going down the line of peptides like they're like boosting mental clarity. Like I've taken them before. And it's like, I don't notice until I'm off. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, Oh I mean. shit. Like I, it's it, good point. I, yeah. So good point.
0: Let's talk about the performance side. So we talked a little bit about, um, kind of how it works and what you might expect. So, you know, we, obviously we talked about the, the gastrointestinal issues that come along with it ad nauseum. We don't need to do that anymore, but the, what, what would you feel from like a performance perspective? I know when I first, when, when it was a, what is, was apparent to me was I got a really good pump, yeah, like muscle, right muscle now. fullness, yes. yeah. yeah, really good pump and like almost painful pumps, muscle you know? fullness, muscle density, yeah, y- yeah. So like, who do, you know, that's not a bad thing, you know, for a lot of people. You want you and go to the first gym.
1: rep is hard, the contraction is there, yeah, you, like it, it's it's hard to explain,
0: yeah. So you mean your your, your muscles just feel full and ready Absolutely. to go, yeah. yeah.
1: Increase is like like usually sometimes the first rep of the deadlift is just like you know coming off the floor that first, I'd be like, Oh fuck. Well on creatine, I noticed like picking up things and like the bench press, couple of like lifts where I struggle in where I would, I was pushing through much easier.
0: Yeah. So it, it, to me it was subtle, but it's like, mm-hmm. I could, I could almost measure it from like a perceived rate, uh, perceived rate of exertion yeah, um, or rate of perceived exertion. However you're, you're putting that acronym together. And that being like, what was a nine was now an eight. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. And that that's market, right? That's, that's showing a, a, a change in terms of how I was evaluating intensity, um, which is important. And then on the recovery side, um, I, I always got pretty sore. Like I, I would train and you know, I, it's a horrible way to, uh, to justify a workout or try to equate a workout to how sore you got. But, um, from my, from the soreness perspective, I used to get pretty sore and that would, you know, mine was, it's interesting now I'm like 36 hours later, uh, but it, like I could put like, to the minute was 12 hours and I would be like it, I'd be peaking mm-hmm. in my soreness. And that would last till at least 16, 18 hours later where it would start to calm down that, that time period, sort of that recovery period started to shorten up for me a little bit. That's what I just a couple hours. that's what I can, yeah. I can attest to. I don't train that way anymore. So I don't really equate it that way. I just know I put creatine in my in my um, my diet and my supplementation protocol, just because I know the benefits that it does provide, but I I can't now really because I'm not working out that hard. Yeah, really put a finger on that. You're not gonna lift a car over your head. You yeah, 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 yeah. It's not gonna it's it's not gonna make you you know uh, world strongest man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The differences are gonna be um,
2: like you guys both said, just subtle and it's just that that extra little oomph mm-hmm. that, you know that just pushes you through one extra rep two extra reps you know the set goes, you which,
1: know, goes which, which is, is important Which fatigue important. three the, and four sets
0: yeah that's there's that's, the yeah let's not understate that right and that that is important in terms of making gains so mm-hmm. if your goal is to increase strength uh, increase uh, hypertrophy ultimately power this is this is these these things are significant the smallest percentage can give you the edge this, you know, it's sometimes it's a game of inches and the 1%. Um, let's, let's talk about this business real quick and just kind of clear it up. We talked about the kids and, you know, mom's being concerned about their, their teenage teenagers being on creatine. Can we just handle that real quick? I mean, what's your answer to that, man? The answer I would say is, um, or what I typically say is, you know, it
2: is, it's, it's typically teenage boys, um, who are, are interested in this. Um, I usually ask, well, uh, does he have? Uh, does he have some resistance training or weight training background? Um, if uh, if the kid is you know never picked up a weight in his life, no, just it's, that's not necessary. Like first things first, you need to have some kind yeah. of uh, experience in resistance training or weight training, <laughs> um, which typically maybe. 14, 15 is when you first begin, you know, uh, younger than that, maybe not the, the best idea and probably not really necessary. Um, but I think the most common situation is typically a kid who's beginning to play high school football. Yeah. Um, hormones are starting to kick in yeah, yeah. 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 So they're, you know, more developed, yeah, they're starting to, uh, you know, pay more attention, uh, to, to strength. Um, and, uh, if, if the kid has some background in resistance training or weight training, uh, then yeah, maybe 16, 17 years mm-hmm. old. Uh, introducing creatine is not necessarily going to be a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think so either. There's I- not really going to be any negative side effects. Non-hormonal. It's not going to make your child...
0: boy rage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a, that's a concern, right? Is it going to mess up their kidneys? Yeah. Uh, no, that's yeah. that's not what's going to happen. I think the, to the point, it's like, is this really appropriate for your kid to be thinking about Taking a uh, an like an ergogenic supplement yeah. in order to increase size and strength or whatever if they're that new in the process so uh, they this got is,
1: so many newbie gains to be made from that totally portion, and right? that,
0: and this is my point like and it's also like there's they're in the learning process so here's my parenting advice for this first off if, if your kid comes to you and wants to take supplements um, the next question you should be asking is, oh, cool tell me about what you want to take well why do you want to take it right ask them to give you why? Cause it's going to make me huge. Okay. So th- that's a good place to start and stop a conversation, right? Because that's, you know, if your kid wants to put on muscle, that's great. But being huge in high school is you know, probably not going to happen, but yeah. <laughs> why do you want to be huge and start to go down those, those pathways? But the other thing is like, once they've given you that information, cause now you are an informed parent after listening to this podcast, uh, the next thing would be cool. Well, how many grams of protein are you eating a day? Do you know what your protein is need is for the day? Um, and how many days you're going to be working out? Like, and when are you doing this and who are you doing this with? Like, what is the fucking plan? Um, and what have they committed to and what do they have the ability to commit to? And once you see them that they've thought through this and then they have made a commitment, uh, then you can hold the creatine as a reward, yeah. you know, like, well, let, of sorts, like every parent knows how to play this game. Everybody's doing it with their cell phones, their kid's cell phone or their access to, Whatever it happens to be, the the iPad. what's the fucking thing that Call of Duty's on? I've never had one, never even seen it.
1: Like you talking about Xbox, like, a, like Xbox, Xbox or, or something? Yeah. Like yeah. He was like Atari. That's, that
0: tells you how out of touch I am. My Sega Genesis, had, yeah, that shit. <laughs> My brother had a Sega Genesis, yeah, back in the day. I uh, never played it. Um, he did all the time. I never, I never touched the damn thing. My point of that is, is like you, you have these reward systems, right? Of Hey, when you show me you've made the commitment to working out and instead of investing in the creatine supplement, why don't you invest in, uh, you know, a, a legit workout program yeah. or a coach yeah. or go get a consultation from somebody or whatever else, yeah. save your money. And once they've gone through all that, then we'll, then we'll talk about it. I think that's a good pathway to get a, a human to be thinking about. And that's the reason we talked about this before, Stephen. This is the reason people are so willing to take medication because, well, the doctor said. And it's going to make this, allegedly, it's going to make this problem go away, or it's going to mask this problem for me or whatever else. So give me the pill, give me the powder. That's the answer. Now, the fucking answer is you need to take better care of yourself. And there's a lot of things that come before that. We've just made it really easy for you and for you to make an excuse or go to the pill or the powder first. So I'll get off my soapbox about that. But I hear parents ask that question a lot. I've gotten it a hundred times or more. You know, what about creatine? It's always from the The boys' parents. Um, that's not to say that female athletes or females should not be taking this 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 supplement. I, I think quite the contrary. Everybody yeah. can benefit. You opened up by that. But when the kids when the kids come to you and they want to they want to take supplements, I think that's a sit down conversation, and then like a, let's put a plan in place and let's be honest, parents, you're probably not the person to be putting that 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 kid on a on an exercise program. Right. So maybe solicit some help, you know, reach out, you know, get some get some advice or get some instruction. Um, and uh, you know, just hold off on the supplements for a while. However, if your kid got a hold of it and was taking it or whatever else, don't have a heart attack outside of that was a direct uh you directly disobeyed what I said not to do, then fucking beat their ass. Do whatever you're gonna do. (laughs) It's not my point. Like they're 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 not gonna be they're not going to be injured by by taking this stuff is really what we know at this point, and it's been studied a lot, a lot. I'd be more concerned with what they're doing on Friday and Saturday nights.
2: Absolutely, the, the yeah. What's what's going on on the the social media platforms yeah. that uh, parents don't know about?
0: Yeah, again, and go back to the nutrition piece. Like, what's your kid eating every day? Shit. Uh, yeah, a
2: lot of times that's what it is. Ultra, ultra processed food. I think I saw something recently that was sixty seven
0: percent of the
2: diet of children and teens is ultra
0: processed. I saw that exact stat and I I can't remember where I saw it, but yeah, it's pretty disgusting. So again, just some perspective um, and creatine isn't going to kill your kid. The fruit loops might though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into this episode of iron sights. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can support our mission by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review and sharing the podcast with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.